0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Xerxes of Persia seeks a new queen to replace Vashti. Esther is a young Jewish woman who was chosen, along with many others, to receive beauty treatments before going to the king. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Esther chapter 2 on Simply the Bible.
0: Today we come to a story that is sort of a cross between the Miss Persia pageant and an episode of The Bachelor. We are talking about Esther and how she became queen. Now, last time we saw that King Xerxes as he was known in secular history, or King Ahazuerus, as he's known here in the scripture. Well, he had a great party that lasted for six months. And while he was drunk, he had his wife, Queen Vashti, come out, and he wanted to put her on display before all of his guests. When she refused, he became very angry and consulted with his advisors, who said, well, you need to make an example out of her and put her away as queen. Get a new queen. And that way, every single woman in the kingdom will give honor to her husband. Well, we continue in Esther chapter 2. After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus subsided, he remembered Vashti, what she had done and what he had decreed against her. Then the king's servants who attended him said, Let beautiful young virgins be sought. For the king, and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins to Shushan the citadel, into the women's quarters, under the custody of Hegai, the king's eunuch, custodian of the women, and let beauty preparations be given them. Then let the young woman who pleases the king, be queen instead of Vashti. This thing pleased the king. And he did so. Now, two to three years passed between chapter one and chapter two. And according to secular history, King Ahasuerus, or King Xerxes, made a disastrous attempt to conquer Greece. He came back to Shushan defeated and depressed. He longed for the comfort and companionship of his queen Vashti. But alas, that was not to be found. No doubt he regretted his former decision, but there was nothing he could do about it now, because according to the laws of the Persians and Medes, his decree could not be reversed. Therefore, the king's advisors came up with another brilliant idea. Get as many young, good-looking maidens as you can possibly desire and bring them to your harem to try out for a night, one at a time until you find one that you like. Like a salesman at the car lot who convinces you to take the new car for a test drive before you buy it, the king said, that sounds good to me. Now, the king was not looking for a one-night stand. He already had a harem of concubines. He could have had sexual satisfaction whenever he wanted. He was looking for someone to be a true companion, a helpmate someone who could take the place of his beloved Queen Vashti. Now, having multiple partners will never hold a candle to being in a loving, monogamous relationship. You know, God knew what he was doing when he declared that the two shall become one flesh. Now, we are introduced to Hegai, the king's eunuch, who was the custodian of the women for the time they prepared to see the king. In Shishan, the citadel, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shimei, the son of Kish, a Benjamite. Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives who had been captured with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Mordecai's great-grandfather, Kish, had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives almost 120 years earlier. Now, Mordecai brought up Hadassah, who was his younger cousin, for she was an orphan. Hadassah was her Hebrew name, which means myrtle. The myrtle was a common evergreen in that part of the world, known for its fragrance and star-shaped white flowers. Her Persian name was Esther, which means star. And that name is certainly appropriate because Esther is the star of our story. She was lovely and beautiful. In the original language, it reads, she was beautiful in form and lovely to look at. So it was when the king's command and decree were heard and when many young women were gathered at Shushan, the citadel under the custody of Hegai, that Esther also was taken to the king's palace into the care of Hegai, the custodian of the women. Think how Esther must have felt. She was taken away from her cousin Mordecai and would become a part of a harem of this Gentile king, though other women might have. Delighted in the opportunity, it is hard to imagine that Esther would have. She may have wondered how a nice Jewish girl like her ended up in a place like this. But God was working behind the scenes. Now, the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. The literal translation from the original language is, she lifted up grace before his face. I think that's just a beautiful expression we will see that this is one of the characteristics of Esther that draws us to her. Think of the people that we are attracted to. It is not to those who point the long bony finger of rules and regulations or find fault with us, but to those who lift up grace that we are attracted to. This is one of the things that first attracted me to Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel. I grew up in a church that told me that I needed to be better. Well, I already knew that. My problem was that I didn't know how to get victory over my flesh and over sin. Then I heard Pastor Chuck speak with his emphasis on the grace of God, what God has done for us and how much he loves us and his power to help us to live a life for Jesus. That drew me to Pastor Chuck's teaching and ultimately to a deeper relationship with the Lord and finally into following the Lord into ministry. So Hegai readily gave beauty preparations to Esther besides her allowance. Then seven choice maidservants were provided for her from the king's palace and he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the house of the women. Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. And every day, Mordecai paced in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Because Esther lifted up grace before Hegai, she obtained his favor. He liberally gave her special beauty preparations, assigned seven maidservants to her, and put them all in the best room of the house. Meanwhile, Mordecai paced back and forth in front of the court of the women's quarters. He was like a doting and protective father, checking in on Esther every day. Esther did not reveal the fact that she was a Jew, not because she was embarrassed of her heritage, but because Mordecai charged her not to reveal it, probably because he was concerned how she might be treated if they knew she was a Jewish captive. Esther was submissive to her elder cousin Mordecai. She also knew how to keep a secret. That is an excellent quality to have, by the way. Each young woman's turn came to go in to King Ahasuerus after she had completed 12 months preparation, according to the regulations for the women. For thus were the days of their preparation apportioned, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautifying women. Now, ladies, how would you like that? One full year of the best beauty treatments. That's a lot of oil of Olay and Chanel. Keep in mind that each woman was prepared for a full year for the purpose of spending one night with the king. No doubt they were also taught how to please the king in every way. Does that sound like women were treated as possessions? (laughs) Absolutely. But in those days, kings would collect women as some men collect antique automobiles. Was it right? Of course not. In fact, in the law of Moses, God told kings not to multiply wives. But this was a pagan king who paid no attention to Hebrew laws. Thus prepared, each young woman went to the king and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. In the evening she went and in the morning she returned to the second house of the women to the custody of she the king's eunuch who kept the concubines. She would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and called for her by name. Each woman would go through all this preparation for one chance to be with the king. Like Cinderella's ball, they would have one chance. Afterwards, they would go out to live their days in the king's harem, never to see the king again unless he called for her by name. Now, can you imagine the kind of rivalry, the carnality, the backbiting, the jealousy, the vain glory that must have existed in such an atmosphere? Ever watched The Bachelor? Now, how difficult would it have been for Esther to maintain her godliness and integrity in that environment? Now, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing but what Hegai, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women, advised. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the other women and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther for all his officials and servants and he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces and gave gifts according to the generosity of a king. While other women in the harem were seeking to outdo each other by picking the best dress for themselves, Esther humbly asked for whatever Hegai would recommend. And in so doing, she exercised much wisdom, because who would know better what the king would like than Hegai? Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. You know, there's a great principle here that whoever lets God choose, chooses best. Esther was brought in to King Ahasuerus in the seventh year of his reign. So it had been four years since Queen Vashti was dethroned. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. As Esther had lifted up grace before Hegai a year earlier, so she lifted up grace before the king and guess what? She found grace in his sight. We reap what we sow and God was working behind the scenes to lift up Esther to this place for such a time as this.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow, we'll see where Mordecai discovers a plot against King Xerxes. Haman is promoted, but when Mordecai refuses to bow to him, Haman plots to destroy the Jews. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Esther on Simply the Bible.